what's the better server OS, Linux or Windows? It's a debate that's been raging in this industry for quite some time, but has Windows Server 2016 changed the game? That's the topic of today's single hockey hour. Hi everyone, my name is Ryan Hunt with Managed Cloud Hosting Provider Single Hop, and today I'm joined by Adam Cady, who is our senior Microsoft expert, but he also has a lot of experience with Linux as well. Adam's over at our support headquarters in Orlando. I'm in Chicago, that's why we're talking far apart, but we both got beers and we're ready for an interesting conversation around this perennial hot topic. So Adam, take it away for me, uh, frame the discussion. Why is this such an issue that won't go away, Linux versus Windows? Well, thanks, Ryan, and you're right. It's, I don't think it's an issue that's going away anytime soon, and I think we've picked the perfect issue to alienate exactly half the people watching the video, so that's important. Um, we should definitely follow this video up with like a console versus a PC debate so we can alienate the half that we didn't alienate before. But I think the reason that it's you know so hotly debated and the reason that you know it's always kind of coming up is that you know, underneath everything that we do in the information age, underneath the PHP, underneath the .NET, underneath the JavaScript, underneath the Apache, underneath Nginx, underneath all that is going to be the underlying operating system. The thing that's writing the data on and off the drive, the thing that's moving the bits across the network, that's what's at the core of what we do. And in reality, these operating systems really kind of power the information age, so it's important. And so let's start at the top of Linux. Um, you've written a lot about the advantages of both platforms. What do you see as the biggest benefits for uh, proponents of Linux Server OS? Well, it certainly one has to be free. Uh, there's no there's no denying that free is uh, better. Um, it'd be interesting to see the distribution of operating systems without the cost factor being involved. Like how many people would adopt Windows versus Linux based on purely choice, and there was no cost. But you know, having that free operating system is you know a big a big factor. Uh, but tied to that, I also believe that open source has been instrumental in helping kind of the internet grow and the information age grow, and you know, helping us guess where we are today. It kind of fosters new ideas, allows people to kind of get under the hood and see how the underlying technologies work. And so it's it's really been beneficial to the world at large. Right, and, and there's a lot of blog and forum chatter about Linux being great for security and stability, but is there any truth to that anymore, or is that is Windows kind of level the playing field? You know, I think there's been a lot of leveling in um, the recent years. The, with every version, you know, Microsoft makes it a little bit better. Uh, people will frequently, you know, talk about the attack surface, and when we say that, the, you know, the more things that are running on a box, the more things you can attack, right? So with the GUI and with the extra services that all usually come along with Windows, you, you typically get another, you know, an extra attack surface. In addition to that, I, I think it is a target a little bit more for viruses, but that's uh, got a lot to do with the fact that, you know, the desktop market, you know what I mean, is just utterly dominated by Windows. And, you know, people, that's where the, the people that make these viruses want to attack. And that same code pretty much will execute on a Windows server that, you know, that runs on your desktop. The core, the kernels aren't terribly different between Windows 10 and you know Windows 2012, so there's that. But I don't believe a properly secured Windows system is any less secured than a properly secured Linux system. Gotcha. Well, that's reassuring for both parties then. Um, and what about some of the biggest disadvantages, if there are any, for Linux? Um, you know, it's it's a support factor. A lot of times, enterprises you know aren't comfortable with the fact that 
you know, it's, it is open source, which means it's, you know, you're not going to be able to get a hold of the developer and ask him how to fix something if something goes wrong because, you know, this is an open source project. It was contributed by the community. So a lot of times that's why people choose to use something like Red Hat, which, you know, and pay for the support to have that the Linux, you know, operating system, but with the enterprise level support. Makes sense. So that, that makes absolute sense. Um, so turning the page now to Windows Server, and specifically Windows Server 2016, if you have some time um, to spend on that. What are the biggest pros overall for folks using Windows Server? I think the biggest pros uh, for Windows, obviously, besides the enterprise support that we just talked about, would be just the ecosystem. I think it's an ecosystem that Microsoft has created that allows you to go from, your, you know, you could be developing an application on your Windows 10 desktop using Visual Studio with the .NET framework, upload it to a Microsoft certain, you know, 2012, 2016 server running IIS and talking to an, a Microsoft SQL database. I mean, that's pretty incredible to think that that entire chain of events is controlled by one company. You know what I mean? And it's a, it does give you the ability to have a very tightly integrated process of deployment and management and code base and all of that. And I think that's very advantageous, particularly from a, from a market type perspective of getting your products to market. Absolutely, but there's got to be some downsides too, as with all things IT management. So, anything on that side of the coin for Windows? Well, certainly, um, all those things I just mentioned cost money. So, every single application in that chain has a price tag attached to it, um, and that you know that obviously has its own drawbacks as well. Um, and I guess sometimes there are you know with Linux, you can things maybe are, tend to be a little bit lighter, like a little bit less smaller footprint. You know what I mean? You know, there's a lot to install with the you know, I don't, I don't know what the size of an average uh, MS SQL deployment is versus a MySQL, but I'm sure that there's a, you know, a difference. Uh, space utilization on the drive isn't you know, exactly the same. Yeah, I mean that's interesting because there's always been that perception that it's a heavier data center hardware load if you're a, a Windows shop. But Windows 2016 has made some steps to address that point. Is that right? Yeah, certainly they've got a something called the Nano Server actually that you know reduces the footprint of it. Um, but in addition to that, for the last couple of years, you've been able to turn the GUI on and off in that. Um, you know, the, the bigger picture of whether or not, you, you know, Windows takes, you know, a beefier machine or more hardware, you know, I'm not entirely sure that that's true now, nowadays. Uh, frankly, in my opinion, and there are others that think this as well, that the, the pace of hardware, hardware has far outstripped the pace of development in some areas so that, you know, we just faster and faster process with more and more RAM so that, the amount of RAM or CPU or disk that it's taking up in that that's extra is barely negligible on the you know machine that you're talking about these days. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And what other features with Windows Server 2016 had made some waves with uh, previous Windows Server pullouts? Um, I think you know the software-defined networking as well as you know also the Hyper-V convergence. I mean, they think. You know, Hyper-V has continued to get better and better and better, and that's, you know, the hypervisor is built right in the OS, so, you know, with the licensing fees you're already paying for the operating system, you're getting the hypervisor as well, so you're able to run VMs and everything right there on there, and uh, you know, the functionality in, in Hyper-V has continued to get better and improve. Gotcha. Fantastic. Um, so, you know, at Single Hop, we make no secret that we are a Linux shop as well as a Microsoft shop. So when you're encountering a new client who's just kind of on the fence about either one of those platforms for managing their servers, what would you recommend to them? How would they approach that question? 
Well, you know, we like to, like you said, we're, you know, we're on, we're perfectly capable of supporting both Linux and Microsoft Windows here. So, you know, we don't necessarily have a, you know, horse in this race. So what we will often do is, you know, look at the client and say, you know, what are you developing on? Are you a PHP and MySQL application? And, you know, maybe you're a better fit for Linux, you know what I mean? But if you're .NET framework and MS SQL, I, you know, pretty obviously makes the choice for you, right? So um, I, I think it's really important to take those, each customer, you know what I mean, and, and look at their needs and, you know, design a solution to meet their needs and not use our own preconceived notions about what's better to decide what the client should use. Awesome. Adam, good stuff as always. If you guys like what Adam has to say or want to learn more, he's got a wonderful series of topics like this on our blog at singlehop.com. You can check that out at the link below. But uh, meanwhile, thanks a lot, Adam. Hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks. Good.